Hoppy and Lee on Listener. It's breakfast whenever you want it. Strong Enough by Cheryl Crow. That is the title of the song that I've got stuck in my head at the moment. So we've moved on from Candy by Robbie Williams. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's sad, but it had to happen. There's only space in my brain for one song to be stuck in there at a time. Well, luckily for me, I've still got Candy by Robbie yeah. Williams stuck in my head. So thank <laughs> you a, for you. Going on a week now. It's yeah, good. yeah. yeah. No, happy. Um, a bit happening today on the show as well. We've got uh, Anthony Maroon going to join us. Give us all our NRL tips. How did you go with your uh, tipping last week, Bob? Well, it was a really hard round, but I got four. Oh, it's not too bad. Actually, yeah. like compared to, I don't know. Me, who got three. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was a hard round. Yeah. First round's always a lottery. I'm always like, if I can get sort of in the AFL, I reckon, if I can get five in the first round, I am stoked. Yeah. I've tipped a few roughies in the AFL this weekend. Ooh, who have you got? Who have oh, you got? Giants and Swans. Swans. Oh, going roughy there, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Missing Toby Green, I think, will cost the Giants too much. Um... I think I've gone Carlton to beat Richmond. Oh, nice. I've gone Gold Coast Brave. to beat West Coast. Yeah, see, I don't mind that tip. That's mm. that's a 50-50 for mine. Well, the, only, the tricky thing is, is so like most of the Eagles are missing. Um, if it's not injury, it's COVID. Yeah. And the Gold Coast, if it's they're sort of missing just because it's the Gold Coast. Yeah. It's not, not sort of an injury issue. Haven't um, heard a lot about the Gold Coast's preseason in the media, fair to say. No, they did. No, they got spifflicated in two. Oh, did oh, they? Actually, no. They won, maybe won one, lost one. No, I'm thinking of North Melbourne. I they rest had a my dive. case. Yeah, that's it. I'm thinking of North Melbourne. They had a diabolical off-season. Uh, Exciting uh, for North fans. We're also going to be catching up with Mark Baranta. He is on the Tour de Cure. Yeah, he is, which is raising some serious money for um, cancer research and that sort of thing. But yeah. like, not just at a national level, but locally. Yeah, they're doing some great things uh, around the Riverina. And before we get into that... I'm mm-hmm. very excited about this. Michael yeah. Council joins us from Winning Moves. Uh, Poppy, fair to say, excited about Wagga Monopoly because, uh, like, as a board game aficionado... Yeah, we are both board game enthusiasts, to say yeah, the very uh, least. Only one of us has got a world record in the field. Didn't someone beat it? Uh, only one of us has held a world record in there the field. There you go. <laughs> uh, from Winning Moves, Michael joins us about Wagga Monopoly. G'day, mate. Good morning. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have a monopoly built entirely around Wagga. And basically, we just want to know what's on it. Right. Oh, guys, I can't. Unfortunately, I cannot reveal anything Michael, yet. we're just, we're among friends here. You can tell just us. Just the three of us. <laughs> just us three. We've got, a, we've got a very big surprise set for you guys, so... So that's all good. We'll, we'll keep those cards close to our chest. Yeah. Keep those chance cards close to our yeah. chest. Yeah. <laughs> to our community chest. <laughs> oh, very well done. Uh, Michael, tell us a bit about this concept. So how does it work? Is it like obviously the spaces are all Wagga based, but what about the chance and community chest cards and things like that? Absolutely. So the entire game has been completely customised for the Wagga community. The chance and the community chest cards, We've even got the centre of the game ball. We have a nice, beautiful montage of the Wagga landscape and community on there, and the box itself is even fully customised. Oh, that's fantastic. How did you guys go about coming up with, I know you can't tell us what's on the board, but how did you go about choosing the things that that did go on the board or that will go on the board? Well, it's a very long process, I can tell you that. <laughs> so we do have to talk to as many people in the community as we can come across. And we also rely heavily on those Facebook pages that, that the Wagga community was absolutely fantastic in putting their votes forward for, for what they want to see featured on the board. 
Oh, wow. Uh, how long do we have to wait? Like, this has been in the pipeline for a little while now. Yeah. How long do we have to wait till we see the Wagga Monopoly board and uh, Poppy and I can have a game on it and we can both flip the board at various stages? You're right. It's been a long time coming and we're excited to announce that we will be launching the game on April 12th. Oh, this so is very Less exciting. than a month away. Less than a month away, we are to get our hot little hands on a copy of Wagga Monopoly. Absolutely. We'll have it ready to go for you guys. Um, as a bit, bit of a Monopoly aficionado, what, what are your favourite parts of the, uh, of the game and what are some things that you think people will be pleased with that translate well to local editions? I think uh, one of the ones that's not thought of when we do these editions is the transport squares. I think mm. we've done we've done quite well with the transport squares for Wagga. Ooh, oh. All right. That's got my mind ticking over now. Yeah. Will um, until Miniature Railway has got to be one of the railway squares. Yeah, obviously. And you have to have Wagga, Wagga Station. That's the main one here. Um, I know that Michael can't tell us him. Michael's just sitting there just, just grinning. Sit- I can hear him grinning <laughs> down the phone going, Ha-ha. Smug in the background. Um, yeah, that is that is tricky. Just, just quickly, on the free parking thing, have you got paid parking for two hours only instead? <laughs> Uh, No, that is, uh, I I can say that is one of the few things we don't change within the game, those classic, iconic Monopoly features. I'll be saying the same. Are the four, like like the four corner squares, for example, you've got go, jail, free parking, or not free parking in Wagga, um, and (laughs) the go to jail, do those four, those four would stay the same across all all the regional ones, or is there a little bit of a twist? no, those four will be staying the same uh, purely for that that iconic uh, Monopoly mm. gameplay element that they provide. And what about the tokens? Are they customised? Like, will we see, like, a, a little Poppy and Lee token there for people to go around the board on, which would obviously be an instant favourite? Obviously, with burnt out uh, calf, that sort of thing. You've got some great ideas there, but I can neither confirm nor deny what we've done with the tokens. Ooh. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh, this is so fun. Uh, April 12 is when it comes out. If people want to get their hands on it, are there going to be pre-orders available or is it just from April 12 we can start to, start to purchase that? So it'll be available from all of the major retailers from April 12. No pre-ordering at this stage. How exciting. First in best dress, people. Yeah, I am so looking forward to this. Michael from Winning Moves, thank you so much for your time this morning, even though you have given us absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, but April 12 is the date when it will launch Wagga Monopoly. Thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Poppy and Lee with you. Anthony Maroon to join us with all the NRL tips for round two. Yeah, but before we get to that, Lee, uh, <laughs> we were lucky enough to catch up with one man who is a madman who is with a group of mad people who are cycling a heck of a long way as part of the Tour de Cure. Lucky enough to catch up with Seven's Sunrises, Mark Beretta. Thank you for a beautiful morning. What a sunrise we've got here in the park and your beautiful big tree is all lit up and I'm just watching out for the famous spiders that apparently drop out. Do be careful. Um, I don't think they're poisonous. It's just not nice to have spiders on you. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad they're not poisonous too. You'll, you'll be fine. I'm also not fine. a biologist, so I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> you sound like one, and that's the important thing. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> mate, you're in town on Tour de Cure. Tell yeah. us a bit about Tour de Cure because it is raising a stack of money. Yeah, yeah look, t- t- we've been running for about 15 years now, and we do bike rides and events to raise money for cancer research here in Australia. Um, so far, we've raised a total of about $75 million since we started. <laughs> Um, that's funded 551 research projects by Aussie researchers. So that's a massive number of projects. And what the end result of all of that is we've had 71 major international breakthroughs in cancer research from that funding, from those research projects. So what that means, a breakthrough in cancer research is a, is a documented 
medical note that says, yeah, this works, this is a cure, and, and or this doesn't work, everybody needs to go a different way on this one. So um, it's really significant what we get to do. And the, the, the bottom line is I meet kids now who are alive and well thanks to research that we funded 15 years ago. Wow, that yeah. must be a truly humbling experience. Um, yeah. Not only are you guys sort of cycling around and raising money as a whole, you guys are putting money back into a number of local programs in all the places that you've been visiting. Talk to yeah. us about the money you donated to our local can assist. Yeah, so we every night we stop, um, it, particularly, well, regional areas, um, we donate $10,000 to a local cancer charity. And that's our way of supporting... You know, I, I, the people at the cold face who are really you know, dealing with this. And as we know, being in a regional area, if you're dealing with cancer, it, it's so much harder because you often, there are times when you do need to get to either Sydney, Melbourne or somewhere for, for bigger treatment. And um, so that's important to us. And, and Can Assist, we know well, they're a great charity. So to be able to give something to them and support their work locally is, is really, really important. And I'll tell you how, how personal this gets. I just had Charlie the Shearer, and he'll be listening because he's a triple M listener. He's a smart guy, number one. <laughs> um, but he, he um, just swung by in the dark at 5.30 in the morning on his way off to Shearing somewhere back near Albury and just gave me 50 bucks cash. Now, I know how hard it is as a Shearer to, to make cash. That, like, they do it tough. Mm. So for Charlie to do that means the world to me. And, and it just reminds you how important this is to people. And, and when I get that 50 bucks from Charlie, I promise him, that I'll make sure that the researchers work their butt off with that 50 bucks. So that's the deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mate, today, firstly, how's it feel? Because you have ridden from Geelong and you haven't come straight up the highway. You've come, <laughs> you've come the long way. How's it, how's it all feeling, the legs, the backside, the shoulders today? Yep, yep. Okay, I'll give you an idea. Um, the legs feel like they're full of concrete, so they don't move very well. Um, the, my neck feels like it's been whacked with an axe, um, which is not a great feeling. Um, shoulders, uh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, and but that's about it. The legs is the biggest on oh, butt. If you want to do butt, um, <laughs> but it's, it's actually it's, let's not even go there. If you can imagine. It's probably it's not, a bit early. So we've knocked over about nine hundred of uh, fourteen hundred k's, and um, it, it just it takes its toll. There's no easy way. It doesn't matter how fit you are, how ready you are. It's just going to hurt day after day, you know, about 150 k's a day. And luckily you've got a nice easy ride today to Young. Oh, piece of, piece of cake. All <laughs> downhill, 100, 180 k's, it's our second biggest day. It's going to be a lung buster today, but so grateful to see a beautiful sky. And to be honest, we, we've had such good reception along the roads, you know. The amount of people who are at the front of their driveway and they'll set up a chair and they'll just wait for the riders to come by and they'll, they'll give you a wave and a little donation and, yeah, you know, just it's fantastic, and the donations one thing that's wonderful. But just having the support along the way means a lot to everyone as well. So, you know, the hospitality we've had up this way has been first class. It's some of the best in the country. And if people do want to donate, tourdecure.com.au, they can donate um, online. But if they do see you guys out and about, they can just come up with cash, like like the yeah. like our shearing friend did. Like, like Charlie, absolutely. Um, love to see it go straight in the tin. Um, even if you're standing on the side of the road, or you, we have people driving by. We had one guy go by in a ute the other day, and he just handed a bit of cash out the side of the ute. And you know, it, it's it's great, and it's all part of the fun. And you know, we. We all get a kick out of those sort of things. But seeing people on the side of the road with a wave and, you know, maybe five, ten bucks in their hand is, is just lovely. And you're down at the Victory Memorial Gardens this morning with Sunrise. What time are you heading off on the ride, though? Uh, we'll hit the road. Uh, different groups. So we've got a couple of groups. One group will go about half past seven, and the other group, uh, my group, will probably hit off about 8.30 by the look of it. We want to get on the road pretty early and, and get out of people's way. And, um, 
you know, and, and try and get him before dark tonight and be young. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark Beretta from Channel 7 Sunrise, who is doing an amazing amount of work with the Tour de Cure. Thank you for your time this morning and travel safe up the road. Thanks, Legends. Thanks for your support and Triple M rocks. <laughs> it certainly does. Mark Beretta there earlier today. Ahead of him, he's on the road yep. riding up to Young as part of Tour de Cure. I feel like the um, operative word there is up, riding up yeah. to Young. He seems to be under the impression that it is going to be all downhill, and I'm not entirely sure that he's looked at a topographical map. I think... I think with the distance, I think they're going around rather than straight down the Olympic because going up that hill at Bathungra and going up to not uh, even the train Kutumandra, goes up the hill, and that's motor powered. Yeah, it's, it's a train. Loops, yeah, before it gets to the top. Yeah. So uh, yeah, hopefully, I think they'll swing around through Tamora and go around that way, yeah, which look, is a little of, flatter. Thoughts and prayers for everyone. Um, Lee, how'd you go on your NRL tips last week? Oh, I put them in. Yeah, so did I. That was the highlight. Um, yeah, well, I've decided off the back of my NRL tips last week where I tried to use some kind of logic that I'm going to go back to my foolproof system of who would we need in a fight. Very good. And uh, to give us some more insightful tipping. Don't be, uh, don't be silly. Anthony Maroon from the Triple M NRL call team. Hello. Hello, you two. What's been going on in your life? Oh, not much. Just watching the bunnies get spiflicated by the Broncos last weekend <laughs> and now they've got to front up against the storm. Maroon, what on yeah. earth happened to them? Well, I mean, I think there's just, I think they just missed uh, Adam Reynolds more than the Broncos will benefit um, from getting Adam Reynolds. But obviously, as you point out, uh, Poppy, that it's not going to get any easier tonight because they've played the Storm 35 times over the history, and the Storm have won that game 30 times, and the and the Rabbitohs have never beaten the Storm in Melbourne. And uh, obviously Cam Munster comes back tonight, so make your own mind up here, but I'll never tip against the bunnies. <laughs> no, a storm will always beat a rabbit. Also, um, who did the bunnies annoy to get their first game in Brisbane and second in Melbourne? Yeah, what did you guys do? I know. Well, I know. Well, uh, well, this is the thing, isn't it? Well, you get the, you get the hard road trips out of the way early. It's a long season, you two. Remember... Remember, you don't win the grand final in March. No, you, no, do you not. don't, but it does help to win a couple no. of games early. Uh, the Raiders <laughs> don't win it in September either. So don't. <laughs> uh, mate, top of the table, Panthers. Third on the table, the Dragons. Um, they're playing at Nostrata Jubilee uh, tomorrow evening, uh, first, the early game. Well, yeah, look, I think we saw enough from Penrith last week to think that they will just be too good. I mean, I know Nathan Cleary is out. Moses Leota is out, but that's Sean O'Sullivan, I think, uh, proved what he can do. He's not Nathan Cleary. He's his own footballer, and he got them home in a convincing win against uh, Manly. So I'm going to take Penrith. I think a couple of teams that people thought would do a little bit better than they did last week, the Roosters and the Sea Eagles, both were pretty disappointing. Well, they were, and I think the Roosters, though, they were really... Ambush, and I don't think that's going to happen two weeks in a row. I think it's the same one to seventeen for the Roosters, and if that being the case, well, you'd have to think Luke Keary will be better for the run after a over a year out of the game, and Lindsay Collins, and I just think the Roosters will bounce back pound for pound. They should be better. Very good. Uh, Titans and the Warriors Saturday afternoon. We need to see something from these teams. Well, we do. I think the Titans getting uh, you know AJ Brimson back. They are a real attacking force. There should be some good open football in this game. Look, I'm going to take the Titans because it's at home. Um, you know, I think the Warriors probably starting to... Uh, we love them for the fact they've been based in Australia so long, 
But maybe they're getting towards the end of that excuse, Lee, because, you know, this is their third season. They've been here for a while now. They've trained together. They've had an off-season. You're right. They've, they're obligated to be better, but I think the Titans will beat them. The uh, underwater battle, which makes my tipping um, a little bit easier, is Sharks taking on the Eels. My tipping um, method of would a shark beat an eel in a fight. What do you reckon, Maroon? Look, I'm going to go for the eel here, Poppy. I think um, big test for the Sharks. Their coach, Craig, gets given out of quarantine. And back in the coach's box, we all love Fitzy. Um, but look, I think, I just think Para, uh, you know, they, they should have won by more last week. Uh, I'm just going to tip them to be too good. I think Parramatta are going to go very close this year. My Raiders are heading all the way up north to uh, Townsville to take on the well, Cowboys. Luckily, up in they're the Viking woods. Raiders, so they can yeah. sail there. Um, they, <laughs> they got the win last week. It wasn't convincing against the Sharks. Well, you know what? I kind of think it was convincing in the sense that they had to come back and win it. They they had that big lead at half time, and then they surrendered the lead, and then they had to come back and win it. And considering the fact that, as we've pointed out a couple of times, they're playing without, um, you know, a recognised halfback. Uh, I, I think they play. I think they'll be, you know, better for last week, and I think they'll be too good for for the Cowboys. From what I'm hearing, the Cowboys are in, you know, they're in a world of pain with Malolo and Toddy Payton. And, um, you know, Toddy Payton's a Tamora boy. We should have pointed out last week that it was uh, Toddy Payton against Trent Barrett, two Tamora boys. But, look, we, we wish them all the best. But I think the Raiders this week. Uh, the first Sunday game is the Knights taking on the Tigers. I mean, in my system, a Knight would probably beat a Tiger given the armour. But, I mean, what do you think sort of in an NRL sense? Well, I'm thinking... Um, I think I'm with you, Poppy. Mm. I think the Tigers, a lot of people, they, they, they think the Tigers are going to be better this year. I think they just want them to be better. I, I don't think they are going to be better. I think they, of course, they were good against Melbourne because it's the first game of the year and they're playing the best team. But remember, rugby league's an 80-minute game. They didn't play for 80 minutes and they were beaten by a better team. And unfortunately for Tigers fans, that's going to happen a lot this year. It's a bit like Lee and I. We just want each other to be better, but we don't actually think we'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> we just want it real bad. Also, I feel I feel like I put in 80 minutes every week. Um, it's, a three, well. it's a three-hour show, yeah, champion. Five days a week, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that many of us predicted that at any point of the season, both the Bulldogs and Broncos would be in the top eight, but here, here we, we are. are. Uh, the yeah. Dogs are hosting the Broncos on Sunday in uh, at the Twilight game with, at a core stadium with that new 120-metre screen down the side of it. Well, you know, I think, um, I think here, uh, the Broncos, they were, so, they were inspirational, I thought, last week, capable and... We, we know what Payne Haas can do, and they've got this, you know, the Selwyn Cobos and the Katoni Stags, and these players are going to be better with Adam Reynolds in the team. And guess what? Adam's in the team this week, so I'll take the Broncos comprehensively. Broncos comprehensively. All right, Anthony Maroon from the Triple M NRL call team. Thank you for your time. It's not something you hear often, is it? No, not something we would have heard over the last couple of years. No. Uh, of course, Triple M NRL, you can hear that right here on Listener. The yep. AFL as well is back. You can hear that right here on Listener. It is going to be a very big Busy time for sports fans. Yeah, very exciting. We love we love that footy's back. We love that there's still international cricket going on. The AFLW is into finals, although a bit of drama around that. The Collingwood Brisbane games had to be postponed. You're telling me this because the Collingwood women's team doesn't have enough players to field a squad. 
Wow. Yeah, because of yeah. COVID. So they've, I don't know that they all have COVID, but they've all been put into COVID protocols, yeah. um, much like the West Coast Eagles. Except the tricky thing for the women's teams is unlike the men's teams, they haven't been provided with like a, like they say the West Coast Eagles are drawing on waffle players, which are like the state league yeah, yeah, players. Yeah. Um, the AFLW isn't, doesn't have that option because kind of when the league came in, they was sort of like, yeah, everything's back to normal and everyone was vaccinated. And now everyone's sort of like, oh, not so much. Uh, maybe just uh, maybe just pick some from other teams. Just pick your favourites from the other sides. Yeah. We'll just be like, well, I don't know. What is Taylor Harris doing? Yeah. You know, she, right. is she is she resting? Is she have, she'd be having a week off actually because they were in the top six. But yeah. um, they were number one. Um, but, yeah, like just ask. What's yeah. Daisy Pierce up to? Elise, Elise Parker's got to be uh, got to have well, some time be, on her hands at yeah, the moment. Busy, just in she, between. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Beck Miller, our favourite. Yeah. There What's we Kate are. Do you need someone in the back line, Collingwood? Bex Bray? She's nah. in, she's already in Melbourne. Problem is, I think we've got more taste than to pull on a black and white jersey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, too smart. <laughs> uh, we're out of here. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, 6 till 9, Triple M Riverina, or right here on Listener. Have a great one. See ya. Poppy and Lee. Weekdays from 6 on the Riverina's Triple M. And whenever you want them on Listener.